Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. January 6th. That's where we're going to start. Eleanor Clift, this past weekend, had a piece in the Daily Beast. Well, of course, the Constitution evolves and the Second Amendment should too. I'll, to borrow from Saki, circle back to that. The Constitution of the United States does not evolve but for the amendment process. It is not living and breathing. It is not subject to modernity, and it's not subject to generational snobbery. Ugh, Andrew, it's 2022. Yeah, I get that. That doesn't change anything. If you want to change the Constitution, you need two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, three-fourths of, of the states, and or an Article Five convention. Without that, you don't have anything. And the Supreme Court, not one line of text. I will stand as the cannon fodder in front of the Harvard Law School. You show me one line of text in Article 3 that gives the Supreme Court of the United States the power to add or subtract, and then you can whip me. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. What has happened is that we have a class of people. When it actually started, I don't have a definitive answer. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, these are private institutions. But the graduates and Dartmouth, home of Louis Brandeis, I mean, Brandeis, excuse me, Brandeis, Brandeis, named after Louis Brandeis, have decided to take possession of this document and make it theirs. It's theirs. What they say it says is what it says. The fact that the Constitution was written not only as a contract between the states and the federal government that they would form simply for common defense and general welfare of the states has now become a document of the elite. The document was drawn up by people who explicitly wanted the average citizen to understand their rights under this constitution. It was not an esoteric document where only a handful of lawyers from a handful of private institutions would, would be possessive of it. No, it is a common man's contract, period, end of story. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and the right to assemble peaceably to petition the government redress of grievances. That is a common man's right. A Justice Department lawyer doesn't need that as much as the common man does. Although, a Justice Department lawyer is not barred from exercising it. But now the January 6th committee has other things on its mind. And one of them is eliminating the Electoral College. Headline Axios. Scoop. January 6th committee's private divide. The House's January 6th committee has been split behind the scenes over what actions to take after the public hearings. Some members want big changes on voting rights and even to abolish the Electoral College, while others are resisting proposals to overhaul the U.S. election system. Axios has learned. They don't have this power. Jamie Raskin is constantly referred to as a constitutional scholar. He's a constitutional scholar. He has no such thing. It says it right here in the piece, actually. The broadest differences between Cheney and Raskin, according to three sources familiar with the committee's private discussions, the two have a warm personal relationship but fundamentally disagree on what needs to be done to reform America's election laws. Raskin, a former constitutional law scholar, is by far the committee's most outspoken member during its private discussions about voting rights. Why are they discussing voting rights? What does this have to do with voting rights? Nothing. 
Jamie Raskin is a communist. Let me say it again. Jamie Raskin is a communist. He's a liar and a communist. He is to the Constitution what Mark Elias is to voting laws. He's trying to destroy it scientifically. In multiple conversations among committee members, Raskin has argued that the Electoral College should be abolished. If the presidents were elected by a popular vote, this would protect future presidential elections against the subversion that Trump and his allies tried to pull off in 2020. That has nothing to do with the January 6th commission. The Democrats want to rid the Electoral College from the Constitution because they want five to eight major metropolitan cities to rule the whole of the territory. This is why they want a national direct democracy. Now, you have fools. I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with Super Producer Mike about whether or not to play Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I am tired over it. I've been tired of it. Same thing with Joy Reid. I just, I tire of it quickly. These people are unoriginal and they're unintellectual. But what they really want is, what they really want is their politics to be rammed down the throats of the whole of the country. They don't like the idea of having to put up with the people of Wyoming or Idaho or South Dakota in the Senate. They would prefer to have the major coastal elite cities, elitist cities, blue cities, and maybe Chicago and Minneapolis rule the whole of the country. Now, they might be stuck with you know the Cuban vote in Miami or what have you, but even Dallas. Dallas is like Dallas and Austin are like the blueberries in the cranberry soup. They want the whole country to be California. And that would collapse our system, but that's that's the point. They keep saying our democracy, our democracy. We are a constitutional republic. The democratic process and the concept of democracy are two totally separate things. And Raskin knows this. So this little rat bastard is using this committee to try to upend the constitutional order. You want to arrest some people for breaking windows and stealing laptops and lecterns, you go right ahead. They know what's coming in November and they're trying to end it forever. They've, they, have, they, they know there are some states they can never make their case in. And they know that 38 states are not going to voluntarily give up their say in the executive branch. Because if they got their way, the rest of the country would just be the, the coastal garbage dump. You know, think about the kind of politicking, the rotten politicking of the major cities. The, the major cities are already proving to be a failed model for everything. They've crossed the tipping point. Cities once once offered a beacon of hope for working-class Americans and immigrants. They offered an opportunity for big business to do big things for manufacturing, to create, yes, museums and transportation solutions that come with people living in proximity. But they crossed a boundary at some point. When the building up 
made cities so dense that life became unlivable. And the politics became so rotten. Because progressivism naturally emanates from the cities. Because the more people live on top of each other, the more rules, the more rules, the more government. The more limited supply of land for recreation and transportation and even housing and education requires even more authority vested in the hands of the local government. I mean, anybody that would tell you that we should have competing subway lines in New York City, it would be, you know, there's only so much you can dig. Now, competing buses might be another thing, which is one of the reasons why, if you notice, the Democrats don't obsess over buses. They obsess over trains because trains are anti-competitive. Once you put those spines down, it's hard to rip them up and move them. It becomes cost ineffective. But a bus, you can route a bus anywhere you want. If there's more buses needed on the east side of town, you send more buses to the east side of town. There's more buses you need on the west side of town, you put some more buses on the west side of town. If there's more activity on the south side of town, you route the buses to the south side of town. But trains or trains offer something more permanent. The train isn't built around you. Your life is built around the train. People plan their entire lives around government-run transportation in the major metropolitan cities because the train goes this way, it goes there, and it goes at this time, and that's it. A bus can go 24 hours a day in any direction. It's like the Wonkavator versus the elevator. An elevator goes up and down. A Wonkavator goes side to side and diagonal. If you've ever seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Buses can be ever more rerouted anytime you want. Trains are more permanent and government likes it that way. They like permanent fixtures of government. Because then it lets government control the direction of labor, the direction of commerce. Sure, you could build a factory over there, but the train doesn't go that way. So you're going to build the factory where the government says. They want total control of life in the United States. And they do not want rural Americans wrecking it for them with their picks in the Senate. Who also have a say-so in things like Supreme Court justices. But what the hell does this have to do? What the hell does this have to do with the January 6th committee? Nothing. This rotten, rotten commie named Jamie Raskin is trying to amass power. And dumbasses like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger signed on to it. So they could say, well, we have a bipartisan, we have a bipartisan report. It's not just what happened on January 6th. Oh, no, 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 no. The committee has come to the conclusion, the bipartisan committee has come to the conclusion that the problem is the electoral college. You know, you can almost see in some twisted way them adding to the Supreme Court and trying to convince the Supreme Court to just eliminate the electoral college. They can't do that. Why not? The Democrats seem to think the Constitution, like Eleanor Cliff said, it just evolved. It just evolves. Well, we, 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 we have to evolve past this, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, electoral college thing. No, 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 no. We, we need a direct democracy. That's what makes everything, that's what makes everything fairer. The majority gets its way. 
The majority rules. The majority wins. Yeah, 40, 51 smashes 49 with whatever it wants. Oh, you don't, you don't, you think there's a food shortage now? Well, the problem is not anything the government's done. It's not the fuel prices. No, 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 no. It's that private, private farmland holds back big meat, big corn, big sugar, big citrus. Yeah, big potato. They're holding things like we could just vote these people off their land. The government could produce food, all the food the people need. Just keep voting. Just keep voting. Salvation in the ballot box. Oh well, there's you know we have to start moving people to these places. We need we need we need to add voters. All right, affirmatively furthering fair housing. All of the stuff I said is coming true. And I've got more. I've got more articles. Everything I said. Now the president is going to use the Defense Production Act to create solar panel farms. Well, what war? What war is that supporting? Nothing. It's not. The reason why the Democrats obsess over wind and solar is because, like trains versus buses, the government will control them. It's anti-competitive. You can, have, you can have four or five different competing bus companies competing for business on the roads. You can only have one train line. I mean, maybe you can have each car being run differently with different amenities, but that's, a, that's unlikely. Buses are more competitive than the monopoly of government-run trains, which is why you don't hear the government talking so much about buses, except maybe school buses, which are part of the government monopoly on education. Wine 695 patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Follow me on Twitter. It is good for you at Will Cal Majority, at Will Cal Majority, at Will Cal Majority, at Will Cal Majority, at Will Cal Majority. And don't forget, I'm live at 5 p.m. every single day, well, Monday through Friday, on the Salem News Channel. SalemNewsChannel.com, Series XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.